Welcome back to the I Drink From Skulls podcast. It's your host, Matt Smith here. Today, we have a very special guest with us. He's the terrorizer in Tennessee. He's the weapon in Wisconsin. He is the chosen one in Ohio. He's a family man. He owns three franchises. He closes at 78%. Mr. Dave Martin. How are you, sir? Hey, all doing? We got there. It took me a few goes to get there, but we got there. <laughs> How are you, my good man? Oh, man, doing great. How about yourself? I felt like I got a good intro going there. That was a very nice intro. Thank you. <laughs> so, my you man, who the hell is Dave Martin? The terrorizer from Tennessee. I love it. You love that one? Let's go. I drink from skulls. Drink from the skulls of my enemies. So, Dave, who, who are you, my good man, for the viewers? Ah, well, my name's Dave. Hi. <laughs> um, you know, little background, born and raised in a small town in northeastern Pennsylvania, uh, DH6, moved to Canada for a couple years, went to boot the hoose there, moved down to Ohio, uh, what was that, 95, and have resided there ever since. Used to be a uh, chef, that's what I went to school for, is... Uh, Chef for culinary arts and uh, business management. Venice. Uh, in 2012, I actually landed my dream job. Um, I was the executive chef of a five-star catering company. I lost my job the day after I got my job. <laughs> <laughs> so for I'll make the story real right. short. You know, first day of the job, you know, I get there, and you know, I was thinking I was going to have a whole. Uh, whole day's worth of work, you know, introducing myself to the staff, um, figuring out who everybody is, what their strong points are, whatnot. I was wrong. It was just literally filling out all my legal paperwork. Um, you know, my tax forms, uh, work forms and everything in between. So, you know, they let me go home, you know, probably about 1030 in the morning. I got there at seven. So 1030 in the morning. Had the rest of the day to myself. My wife was 10 days uh, away from our scheduled birth date of my firstborn. So she had a honeydew list, you know, from here to Mexico. And uh, instead of doing that, I decided that the dead ash tree in the backyard was way more important. And I needed to trim the trees because my infant was going to get killed by the dead branches falling. You know, it was stupid. But. I ended up falling out of the out of the tree, breaking my arm in 26 places, including my elbow and my oh. shoulder. Then through wow. that process, I had three botched surgeries. Um, there was a point in time they told me I was going to lose my arm. I did not have a job at this point. Uh, I was without a job for about six months. Brand new newborn baby. Um, arm was still technically broken. And uh, money was running short. <laughs> so uh, my wife yeah. actually... My wife actually got a job with the uh, company that I own three franchises of, which is LEI Home Enhancements, based out of Cincinnati. They are a faith-based okay. company, and and every bit of that is 100%. You know, my wife asked, hey, is there anything you guys can do to have my husband come in to make a few bucks? You know, bills are piling up. You know, we just got slapped with a $250,000 medical bill because I didn't have insurance because I just started an insurance. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that takes uh, six weeks before the insurance kicks in. So I was uninsured yeah. when I broke. And they had me come in to do uh, phone calls. I was just going to be calling uh, appointments that had 
canceled or rescheduled and trying to reschedule them. That never actually took place. So in order for me to, uh, you know, learn about the company, learn about the product, they told me to just start a uh, training class. And I started the training class and excelled. Um, there were no further positions ahead of the one that I had just started. So I spent pretty much all my time there learning what my managers were doing, learning what their bosses were doing so that I could work my way up the ranks. Um, and that was January 10th, 2013. Fast wow. forward to today, I have worked every single position at LEI and I have not been trained on any of them. I'm self-taught. I watched and learned throughout the whole process. I'm a firm believer. If you want to grow and excel, be the first person there and the last person to leave every day. It takes 10,000 hours to master a skill or to be considered a master of a skill. And, uh, where I was in life financially, I did not have the luxury of taking my time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so as we are today, I've literally worked every position except for one, which is the position my wife holds um, at LEI. She holds the highest position next to the two owners. And uh, I don't want that job to save my life. <laughs> Mrs. Martin is the boss, gotcha. This past December, uh, her and I merged her franchises and my franchises, and uh, we became business partners, which is probably one of the best moves we've ever done, ever. I know everything and anything there is to go from the sales to the marketing to the installation, and she knows everything on the financials, the uh loan processes that we have schedules and scheduling and schedulers uh everything on the back end that i have really no interest in knowing or learning i mean i know it i just don't like it so it is a pain in the ass to do <laughs> yeah so where where i fall short she picks up and where she falls short i pick up um yeah, nice. so we're kind of a dynamic duo there and that's okay. a little bit about me i love that man I love that you. Uh, oh, I also have the with... most glor- I also have the most glorious beard in the Midwest. I was so. going to mention that actually. It is quite tremendous. Thank you. <laughs> years and years so, and years and all of work and 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 dedication have gotten me to this point. <laughs> it didn't yeah? It didn't happen overnight. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, I guess you're uh, you're not a fan of the old but. The new craze that's going around the quiet quitting where you do the bare minimum and, and expect to get the best result. You uh, you went all in, focused on every every different area of the business. And that's that's led you to have some success, no doubt about it. And we'll dig into that shortly. I, re- I remember, because you know, you and I go back quite some time now, probably five years, I would say, four or five years. And I, I know that you've so. actually been the, the trainer of the franchise. Like you used to train, you're the national trainer for the franchises oh, trainer, of, yeah. of all the LEI home houses. Is that right? Yeah. National sales trainer. Yeah. That was awesome, my man. absolute favorite position. So what did that, what did that look like? Like what, how did that play out? Love to hear about um, So we have a standard of if, if our sales reps, any amount of jobs they get into, they need to close at least 40% of them um, to be considered. Gotcha. Okay, okay. There's Okay. There's good and there's great. 40% close is okay. I have a track record of taking 40 or less and turning them into 60, 70, 80% closers. That's it's phenomenal. Not, 
it's not a hard task to accomplish. However, it all depends on the individual. So, you know, I can't, I can't take someone that's not willing to work and turn them into a superstar, you know, but if you're willing to work, willing to open and willing to apply what I have, uh, have to say and have to help with, you're going to be awesome, you know? And is that the main sort of thing that like the criteria for, for success that you've seen from all the different people you've trained? Is it the attitude or are there other things that they need as well? It's mainly the attitude. Confidence is key. But if you do pay attention and listen and apply what I'm telling you, it's almost impossible not to have the confidence behind it. You know, I I will go almost too far in depth on uh, certain aspects of our products or the installation. You know, sometimes, you know, I lose my crowd. I lose my my person I'm training because, you know, it's, it's not that exciting. However, they start to get the gist of more information and having that extra knowledge when the tough questions come up, you know, in the home or with the customer, they can riddle it off real quick. And, and that just shows, and they can riddle it off with confidence because they trust me and they believe what I'm telling them. And, you know, I back all my, all my stuff up with factual evidence. I'm not going to tell them a lie that they then turn and and tell the uh, homeowners a lie, and then it doesn't come to fruition. And now, yeah, I'm pissed at them, and they're pissed at me. You know that doesn't help anybody. Yeah, full transparency. Well, um, that honesty. way they also lose confidence in me and confidence in what I've already yeah. told them. So, you know, that makes sense. Fudging any uh, any of the stuff to make it sound more believable or more uh, enticing, if it's not true. It's going to end up biting in the ass, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. I, I've seen that just in even in my industry, the advertising and marketing, when you're, you're open and honest and you you call out the biggest things that are thinking about the elephants in the room, you get you get a lot of respect for that. You get, you build yeah. trust that way. So that makes sense to me. Brother, I have I guess seen just it quickly for, for all the viewers, what was that, sir? That I have seen it in your industry what was that? first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you sure have actually. We'll focus on that in a minute. For the viewers and subscribers, for full reference, Elliot Home Enhancements, uh, retail windows, siding, doors, some roofing as well. Is that right? Yes, some roofing. Um, we're getting into fencing and solar, uh, various locations. Yeah, nice. Um. Solar hasn't quite taken off in the Midwest. It's really more of an East Coast, West Coast uh, luxury. Yep. So the, the the prices just don't make sense here in the Midwest yet. Yeah. And how many franchises are in the LEO? Uh, it's between 28 and 31. Damn. I can't so quite remember Very which good coverage across the U.S. It is. <laughs> yeah, nice. So it's not a small operation, that's for sure. It's a top 500 yeah, uh, remodeling company. Uh, yeah. I believe we're in the top. 50 of the Remodeler uh, 500, which... There you go. We just, we just 10 x it right there, so that's great. What are some of the struggles that you've seen in business in, in the changing landscape this year? Well, the economy is so uncertain at this very moment that it has people nervous. You know, people don't want to spend money because... And to be quite honest, it makes sense too. You know, we've had massive inflation, yet payroll hasn't caught up to the inflation. So, you know, where 
you were sitting here making, you know, $50,000 a year and things were affordable. Things are no longer affordable and you're still making $50,000 a year. Yeah. It's right around the corner that payroll is going to catch up to inflation. Uh, it's usually um, a six month, you know, inflation goes up six months later, so does payroll. Uh, so we're, we're right at the cost. Gotcha. That's pretty tough. What are you doing to try and overcome that and still get people the end result that they want? Because people do need what you sell. They, they need their windows upgraded. They, um, they need those energy savings and things like that. How are you guys sort of approaching that? I'm really just trying to make it make sense for the uh, homeowners. Yep. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, you have... 20 windows in your home, you know, you're going to, you're going to be dumping out a uh, pretty huge chunk of change. What is my return on invest? You know, and there's, there's a couple different ways you can look at it. I know from my own personal experience, I put in, uh, we bought our house three years ago, needed a lot of work. And finally we got to windows this past summer, put all new windows in. If we had used, we're, we're on propane for fuel. So if we had used the amount of propane that we used last year, this year, I would have spent somewhere in the neighborhood of six to seven thousand dollars in in fuel. I didn't spend a single penny in fuel as my tank from November stayed full all winter long because I just wasn't using the same amount to heat and cool my house. I know last summer our uh, energy costs dropped a couple hundred bucks a month just from AC use. So I can use that as my own testimony. However, not everybody's going to fall or fall into that same situation. You know, we had a very inefficient house and made it more efficient. However, not everybody's yeah. house is as inefficient as mine was. You know, I sit down, I take their uh, utility bills, energy costs for uh, heating and cooling roughly equate to about 40% of your, your energy bills. Yeah, so right. I take that 40% and, you know, I break down the math on it and I'd show them, you know, this is how much of that 40% you're going to be saving on a bare minimum. Now, I always show them the minimum because I like to under-promise and over-deliver. Um, and the last thing I want is somebody coming back being like, you said I was going to save $110 a month. I only saved six, you know, that doesn't make anybody yeah. happy, especially when, you know, they have a huge invest or a huge amount invested into it. So I show them the lowest. Um, I also show them, you know, resale values. So all of our products yep. come with transferable warranty. When you go to sell your home, you're going up against multiple homes in your area that are also for sale. So yeah. how do you set yourself apart from the rest? Well, you have upgraded products. You, you give them a turnkey property they don't have to put any effort or money into after dropping, you know, let's just say it's $250,000 house. You're dropping 30 grand just for, you know, your down payment, 30 to 50. You know, that pretty much depletes most people's savings. They've saved up for this amount of money. They spend it, you know. Now they have a new uh, loan on their on their credit, so they're not going to be able to have a huge loan at that. So it's going to be pretty hard to get them financed. So they're going to have to sit there and wait a couple couple of months to a year or two uh, until they have a good payment history before the credit companies are going to want to, or the lending companies are going to want to, you know, lend them any more than enough to get a pack of gum. So 
your house already having upgraded roof, upgraded windows, upgraded siding, the exterior of your house is turnkey. Plus, you get transferable warranties with all of those products. You just got your house off the market in 10 days versus 10 months because they're going up wow. against everybody else. So how long were you paying your mortgage yeah. versus how long would you have been paying your mortgage, you know? So let's say your mortgage is $1,500 a month. You know, that's 15000 over 10 months that you just saved because your house is not on the market. I have pretty factual evidence from Realtor.com and a few other different Realtor magazines and whatnot that kind of really lay out and prove the logistics behind, you know, selling an upgraded house versus a house that needs work done to it. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you really make it make sense for me. Yeah, and then on top of that, you know, on average, you can put 10 to 15% of the actual cost of the products back into your selling price because you're the only one out of 12 that are for sale right now that is fully upgraded. People are going to yeah. want yours more than theirs, so you can add that money into it. So there's multiple yeah, different that. ways upgrading your, your home can pay for itself. Kind of like you're getting paid to upgrade. I like that. Exactly. That's, you know, and that's the whole, the whole name <laughs> of the game. Um, if I go yeah. into a house and, and it doesn't make sense, I'm like, you guys could buy the windows. I'm just going to tell you right now that your energy savings is not going to be reflected in the cost, you know? Yep. And that focuses back on the transparency that you, you yep. really build into your sales process, which is, you know, that's awesome. I want to dig a little deeper. When I introduced you, I was rattling off multiple states. And the reason for that is you do own three franchises and you live in a different state to those three franchises. But I'd love to know how you got started. You, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, was is that was that where you first got started with LEI? Your first franchise? Uh, well, Cincinnati that was where I first got started with Cincy. LEI. Yeah, Cincinnati okay. is where gotcha. I started um, on payroll as, you know, a uh, consulting contractor for them. Um, it was... October 2013, I had, like I told you, I was self-taught. Like I, I just watched and learned and watched and learned my whole way up into uh, the sales management. And in uh, 2013, October, my sales percentage was the highest of the company and nobody trained. They couldn't figure it out. Yeah. They wanted to start branching out and expanding. And, um, you know, I was presented with the opportunity to go up to Wisconsin. It would be one month on, a week home. One month on, a week home. And that sounded all right, you know. Yeah. Um, but the the income potential was much higher than where it was at in Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, so that was actually not considered a franchise at that time. It was oh, a okay. corporate location up until 2003. 15 or 16. So I was working under corporate. However, they were paying, you know, there's a per diem for training or for traveling, room and board and all that on top yeah. of an elevated uh, commission on the sales, you know, because of the sacrifice I'm making. Then it was, it was very, it was a very juicy deal. I liked it. Nice. <laughs> we love a bit of juice around here. That, that's great. And then you sunk your teeth into that juicy location. Uh, so I went up there. Madison I working. went up there with yeah. uh, three business partners. They uh, they sent three people up there with me because I mean it's 
it's a hell of a job to try to tackle on your own. It's, uh, it's I yeah. would say, next to impossible. Not impossible, but next to. Within the first six months, it was down to two. And then after eight months, it was just me. I was very gotcha. fortunate at the time that we had a pretty solid staff hired, and they were all pretty well trained. However, it, it the responsibility and, and the city all landed on my shoulders at one point in time. There was uh, a lot of family issues going on with my uh, the two partners that I went out with. So when they ended up leaving, gotcha. my uh, position became way, way, way more lucrative. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Way, way, way more stressful too, though. Yeah. <laughs> and so what happened next? Well, we, uh, like I said, we had a pretty good solid staff going. The training process, it took a little bit of a hit because, I mean, I can only be in so many places at one time. Um, yeah. So I would say that took a two-week hit till I figured out the right way to schedule myself. Uh, once we got the, the scheduling down, we were able to uh, put the right leaders in the right places to make my life easier. And uh, what I ended up having to do is is basically, for lack of better words, have these individuals marry me. They they were with me almost 24-7. You know, yeah. if I went to the bathroom, they went to the bathroom. If I got a coffee, they got a coffee. You know, uh, when I was filling up my tank, they were filling up their tank. And uh, we did that for a good two to three months until I could sit back and watch them and think, damn, they're doing exactly what I would do in that scenario. Or, wow, they look really stupid doing that. Is that what I look like? (laughs) (laughs) Success leaves clues. (laughs) Yelp, yelp. (laughs) (laughs) And we all shit in the woods together. That's what I picked up out of that. (laughs) Yelp. But from there, I was actually asked to go down to Louisville, Kentucky and uh, revamp the corporate location there. Now, that was a completely different beast that I was unprepared for. I look at Louisville, Kentucky, where dreams going to die. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, at least following the model <laughs> gotcha. that we had at the time and it was a door knocking model louisville okay. is a no-knock city ah, you get okay. stopped by the police within five minutes of knocking on doors it doesn't matter where you're at They're it just it. happens so consistently so it's really really hard to build a staff when day three of training they all got accosted by the police three times you know <laughs> yeah uh, so that that was a completely different beast and that was what 2014 and that's actually when i uh reached out to the other social media marketing company and yeah, I was got gonna ask you about that yeah and got taken for 20 grand without nothing to show for it that was a gut punch and that was a 20 grand i wasn't um ready to spend i guess yeah well, I mean, it was sold to me with a return on investment, and it was literally just here. Take my money and see ya. You if know, you had your time again. How would you avoid that happening? So I think that would be so beneficial to people sort of watching and listening along. Like, how would you vet a marketing company, advertising, lead gen, whatever it is? That is a very good question. Um, I'm trying to think back to my mentality back then because everything marketing on on Facebook and whatnot was so new. Yeah, to me, at least to me. And uh, the only way I imagined I would be able to market on Facebook is 
if I was as big as, you know, Procter and Gamble or Gillette, yeah. well, that's Procter and Gamble, but, um, you know, Chick-fil-A or McDonald's because they have the deepest pockets. And those were the only people I saw on social media at the time. So I had the mentality that this situation is not for me because I don't have the financial resources without ever knowing what it costs. Um, yeah, right. I knew that my marketing skills or my ad copy skills were terrible because I tried to do it on my own. I mean, I met you through the, through, what is it, BFE um, with Ryan Stuman. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so I went through a bunch of his courses and there's a creative level that you have to be at that I just wasn't at when it came to ad copy. And, uh, yeah. you know, what I thought was a hook, line, and sinker, nobody in the world thought was, because I had nothing to show for it. So I reached out <laughs> to uh, the group, uh, Sales Talks yeah. for Sales. I reached out to that group, and, uh, you know, there was, I had an outpouring of um, social media marketers in my, uh, in my DMs. And in the DM. You know, you can you can vet pretty easily off of just their Facebook page. You know, just yeah. if, if their job is social media marketing, getting in front of as many people as they're, you know, they say they can, and they got 39 followers, they probably don't do that good of a job. <laughs> they're not doing what they say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then you find something that has, you know, 5,000 to 10,000 followers. And now this is back in 2014. So. The numbers are going to be lower than, you know, they are these yeah. today. You know, that that looks a lot more enticing. But being as naive yeah. as I was to the industry, <laughs> I don't know how I could have avoided it other than know the industry a little bit better. Um, you know, yeah. I'm a big, I am a big proponent <laughs> of uh, learn from your failures, but yeah. you can't, you don't really grow without, you know. Uh, yeah, that it, makes it sense. sucks that it was such a hefty cost. Yeah. You know, been nice. That failure was, I would have learned the same amount if that was a $3,000 failure versus a 20, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes it's got to sting really bad for that memory or that, that lesson to, to stick, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that one stung. However, there are positives that came out of it. I recouped that 20 grand within three months because that was money I didn't have. I, I spent money I didn't have. I borrowed the money, spent it. Got no return on investment, had to pay it back. Plus something. Yeah. So how do you do that? You work your fucking ass off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. However, I learned, and that, this is a very important lesson that I learned. No matter where I am in life, if I need something financially, I can always rely on the fact that I can work hard in anything to make money. As long as I give it my best effort. That work hard, you know, I can accomplish just about any. That's so powerful. An expensive lesson to learn, but one that, you know, will pay dividends for the rest of your life. 100%. Um, so fast forwarding a second there, you you dropped 20 Gs that you didn't have. I think it might have even been more than that. If that was just their um, their cost to yeah, you, that, there that might have been ad spend. Or, cost, or that cost didn't add in ad spend. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was nearly double. Um, Pretty which close. Was and I know this because I've, I've seen it. I've been in the account and stuff like that. Then yeah. you made a decision to hire a dude 
halfway across the world. So you've well, been this ripped is where off. My painting skills got really good. Because <laughs> that might help people, people along, like whether it's us or someone. I just started <laughs> looking at who had the best hair. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I was like, and you know still what? picked me, juice. <laughs> this guy right here has got the best hair. <laughs> yeah. And it's on a, I guess that got your attention a little bit, but is that sort of how you came to the decision um, to hire to hire myself and our, our company just for like recommendations and things like that with, through you know, the vetting process? I don't know how far along into your company I came in. And what I mean by that is I don't know right how- Right at the start. You what? Right at the start. That's what I thought. But you made it really simple. You explained it really well. And yep. you had a few different, I guess, models to show me, you know, what you have done in the past or just yeah. recently, you know, and those were things. And, and I do believe I brought up a few times, you know, why I had concern or cold feet or a hard yeah. time uh, committing. And uh, I mean, you were pretty relentless, though. You know, you didn't let me say no. Um, you were able <laughs> <laughs> and not not in an annoying way. You were able to um, pretty much tackle all of my fears with, I, I don't want to use the word guarantee, but pretty damn close to a guarantee. Yeah, you know, I had genuine belief that we could deliver the result you wanted. That's for sure. Absolutely, yeah. Because um, whilst it was the start of the company, sorry, you go. Yeah, you had confidence in yourself and the product you were selling, and that gave me confidence in you. But you also told me, the path to make this the most successful relationship for both you and I. And uh, yeah. the, the key to that was constant communication. Like, hey, man, I don't know what's going on, but this isn't working and these are the issues. What is your uh, suggestion to tackle them? Or is there something we should change? You know, then you would come back like, you know, he gave me a small list of, uh, of areas or zip codes can you give me a bigger list do we have a bigger area can you give me emails can you give me this and as we fine-tuned it turned into a monster a lead generating yeah. monster. we love that yeah whilst you were i think you were one of the first um clients that we had first three you tim nusbeck and andrew ammons and a couple other ones but i had wow, run tim, tim golly damn tim's one of your customers <laughs> Yeah, he was the I first. Remember hate, I remember hating him for so long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a love hate, love hate. <laughs> well, I love him now. He's not. Uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that everything he was saying was just to get a rise out of me. Yeah, I thought he was being one hundred percent serious. It took me like two years to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna poke the bear a little. <laughs> Oh, that's, and that's hilarious. That's, I guess that's something for people to take away. Um, whilst the, the company was new, I'd run tens of thousands of ads at that point in pretty much every market of the US. I had a clear plan that I knew was going to work for that because I'd actually already done it. And I, they were the things I was showing them. Although if I didn't, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even tried. Like that, That's me personally. If I don't know I can do something, I won't take it on. And I'll, I will I will already know the end outcome because of experience. So that's something that Dave took away. He, he sent he he gave us an opportunity. We're in a different country, different time zone. Already been ripped off, but it was because of genuine belief in the the results and the process. So I think that's something that people should look into. 
whether it's with us or anyone that they're looking to to bring on to help them in their business. I also had the financial resources um, available versus uh, having to borrow again. Yeah. That made it easier too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's good advice too. It becomes so much tougher when you, let's say you finance it and borrow it. The pressure's really on. So you, it does need to be within your budget and something you're comfortable with. with Because there's always a risk with anything and like this. Yeah. Yeah, it's easier to gamble with your own money versus borrowed money. And that gamble paid off. Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, Absolutely, it did. Time and time and time. You close at 78%, which is one of the highest closing appointment like sale ratios I've ever seen. certainly makes it easy for the market. If we can get you the right sort of leads and and you do what you do best. Uh, But we we did have a lot of of good wins and uh, great growth. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, year one, you guys added a million dollars to my bottom line to my gross my gross sales. Um, year two, we doubled that. Year three, we doubled that. You know, then corporate came in and said we had to use their lead generating whatever programs, and those were a huge. Uh, um, yeah. Back to uh, losing Which can another. Happen, sadly. Back to losing another twenty yeah. grand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Damn, oh, mystery that... repeating. No kidding. <laughs> well, hey. Yeah. <laughs> look where I'm at, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, you know, closing 78% of the jobs I get into, man, that's it's really not that hard. I just don't know how to define the word no. I like that. And what I mean by that is, you know, my I have an internal definition. It's not the Webster definition, but my internal definition of the word no is I didn't explain the product or put enough value behind it for myself. Yeah. The customer is afraid or doesn't think their situation allows them to have this luxury or have this, this product or they don't have trust in me. So what I've ended up doing is I really don't sell anybody anything. I let them sell themselves by systematically figuring out what their pain is and how I solve it. What's your pain? How do I solve it? You know, and that's where the honesty comes in too. You know, if if there is either no pain point, they think it's a pain point, but it's really not, or their situation doesn't require my products, I'm going to let them know. I'm going to be like, listen, you guys said, you know, your house was built a year and a half ago. You have a draft coming through this window because the caulk line is broken. And I have a feeling they probably didn't tape the exterior of your windows, probably didn't put any caulk on the exterior there. That'll solve your problem, not brand new windows. You know? Yeah. Um, so instead of spending ten to twenty thousand, you can spend fifteen dollars at Home Depot and do it yourself. You're welcome. If you want to give me fifty bucks, I'll come out and do it for you. <laughs> yeah. And then, so you never really stop building value. No, the, but those scenarios and situations yep. are actually used to get a referral. A lot of the 70 or the, you know, 22% that I don't sell, you know, they were either just curious about what the cost is or they're lonely and wanted to talk to somebody, you know, yeah. I don't brush those all. I, I, I run those, you know, full board, just like I would with any other appointment, even though I know at the beginning this is not going to sell. However, at the end, I'm going to get one to two referrals out of them that will. So I will get a sale out of that appointment one way or another. Yeah. And all I got to do is, is let's go back there. 
you make friends with them, you know? I want to focus just quickly on what you do when a lead comes in. Because I know personally after generating all the leads we have and then seeing you handle them firsthand, there's a di- not everyone follows up the same. And, you know, it's people are quite quick to say the leads suck when it might not be the case. So I'd love to hear about what your process is specifically for that. Well, I just pulled up my spreadsheet here. Uh, it's Matt Smith leads. So on my there spreadsheet, what I do, once a lead comes in, the first thing I do is give them a call. If they don't answer, I will leave them a Tap voice quickly. Note. I will then send them a text message. If they don't answer, I will wait a day. I will call, send a text message. I do this three days. Uh, on day three... Yep. If I haven't gotten a hold of them, what I then do is I will put their phone number or their email address into Google and find them. I will get a close nice. enough description of what where they live, what neighborhood they're in, what have you. Um, if Google won't tell me, Facebook will. Yeah, you know this, this is all free. I don't I don't pay for any of that. You know I'm not doing like a uh, yeah. round check finder or whatever. And then from there, I write down. You know, at least if I don't have their address, I will write down their neighborhood. And, you know, right now I don't I don't really canvas. But if I'm in that area, I'm going to drop a flyer in their mailbox on their door because I know there was at least enough interest in replacing their products to at least fill out a, a lead. You know, the interest is there. Yeah. Now I just have to get in front of them. How do I get in front of them? I, well, I'm relentless about it. I will get in front of them one way or another. Yeah. I can't, which is a very, you know, I would say, and percent, I don't get in front of them. I don't talk to or I don't, you know, ever figure out their address. That connection. And, and that's that's yeah. fine. 10%, I'm good with it. Yeah. But no, the leads, they're not oh. shit how you work the leads are or is. Your process yeah. behind. Now, I am a very, very, very busy person. So to sit there when I get 12 leads come in, and I have to track five of them. That does take a little bit of time. However, I would say for five people, it probably takes me 15 minutes. You know, that's a morning okay. poo or an evening poo. I can do that on the on the toilet, you know? <laughs> Efficiency. <laughs> exactly. You know, what the hell else am I going to be doing? Yeah. Um, if, if I were to look at yeah. my phone and click down, how much time am I actually on Facebook? All right, well, I'm cutting 15 minutes off of that. Facebook's not yeah. making me any money. Um, that's right. And then areas that I give you, I have appointments throughout all these areas. So I'm going to be yeah. in that neighborhood eventually. I will get in front of them. Yeah. And I will, I will talk to them. And in at that point, they're just thinking one of two things. They're thinking, well, that online form I filled out is a scam or uh, this is too good to be true and my situation won't allow it. So yep. when I show up and I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? I'm Dave from LEI Home Enhancements. You know, I just wanted to hand you a little bit of information or run out of a little promotion here. I only knock yeah. one door. You know, I'm not canvassing a whole area because I know the yeah. interest right there behind that door. And now I've systematically gotten rid of their two fears. One, their situation may allow it. I don't know their situation yet, but I have given them a little bit of hope that it does. And two, everything that I'm handing them at their door, face to face, is the same thing they filled out on Elite or on a online. Yeah. So it, yeah, it legitimizes. That, that's, that's amazing. That's such a nugget to share. Yeah. Yeah, it legitimizes everything. Yeah. You know, nothing in life is free, and you're not going to get anything without having to work for it. Just the mere fact that they're in my inbox means that there is a slight desire for new window siding, roof, doors, deck, whatever. 
You know, there is a desire. Yep. However, somewhere between clicking submit and my text message within 30 seconds, they got cold feet. There we go. You know, the cold feet, they're easy to, they're easy to get over, but it's really hard to tell someone no face to face too. Absolutely. But we figure it out from there. And that's where I come in and say, Hey, look, you know, your situation doesn't need, you don't need windows. You just need to seal them up, you know, or, Hey man, not only are these windows going to pay for themselves when your energy costs, they're going to pay for themselves when you sell your home and they're going to pay for your, themselves with your home getting off the market that much quicker. See, you're getting paid three times. Yeah. Or putting windows in once. Plus, you know, they're back for 50 years. You're good. You'll never yeah. have to do it again. I love that. It's making sense why you close at 79%. I mean, but that relentless <laughs> pursuit of the lead, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's something I've know, never really talked about. So I'm really appreciative you sharing it. Yeah, I kind of wish that uh, I could say that I came up with this process, but it was actually my rep up in Wisconsin who did. Um, yeah, nice. And he'll blow, he'll go through even more than you know just three calls and three texts. He'll put them on the back yeah. burner for a month and then come back cool. if they had if they're you know the yeah. flyer and or didn't work or talk to them in person didn't work. He'll come back. He's got their email. He throws out an email, uh, mass email shoot or whatever that's called. Can't remember. Just a mass email. But he'll also call them up, text them, call them up, text yeah. them three more times the next month until they tell him yep. to stop. <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> and then and that, he sends that's out what's needed team. to win in this market yeah yeah well it's it's <laughs> relentless pursuit but it has a positive end game for yeah both. exactly you know we get a sale they make their money back three times yeah it's a win-win outcome we'll love yeah. that what's what's a question i should have asked you but didn't oh i got a couple you, you sent me these questions so i typed out this one how do i have <laughs> such a his beard you know well, I'm going to tell you, I was born yeah, with it. That's a good but, question. Uh, you know, you're going to have to ask my mom. Yeah, I came out with this beautiful beard. It's just... <laughs> born beautiful. Uh, I love that. You know, one one thing I have on here is, you know, what does it take to start up a multi-state home improvement company or franchise? Yeah. You have to be prepared. I'd love to deny that. You have to Damn. be prepared to make some huge sacrifices for your family. And your family has got to also understand, and this is where transparency comes in. You know, I before coming down here to Tennessee January 1st, I sat down with my kids for the whole month of December and explained to them at least once a week things that are going to be different, how they can deal with it, things that are going to happen in their behavior that is going to be considered unacceptable around the house, you know. But there's also... We use positive reinforcement on a lot. Um, if you guys can, you know, help out, do this, do that. Here's money. Here's a toy. You earned it. However, yeah. if you're back on it next month and you're not helping out, not only is that toy gone, but two others are gone too. Or that money is back nah. in my pocket. Your cell phone's turned off. But, you know, when uh, I think it was 2015, my wife uh, had come to me. When, and this was when I was traveling between Cincinnati, Wisconsin, and Louisville. She's like, you know, I feel like I never see you anymore. And I told her, I said, you know, yeah. you want a new house, you want more kids, you want a nice car. I'll understand all these things. But if you want these things, it means I have to be busy, at least for now. So the sacrifices yeah. we make in the setup will give us all the time down the road. And I promise you, I will spend all that time with you. However, if you want a productive man, you have to be able to deal with a busy man. And, uh, you know, yeah. she's always 
she's always used the term that whenever we need money, you're able to find it one way or another. And I, I always tell her back, I'm like, look, I don't find money. You know, uh, there was a time, I can't remember what happened. One of our cars broke down. It was out of warranty. It was like a $5,500 repair. Her credit was shit. My credit was shit. So we weren't able to get a loan on it. And, uh, and I looked at her, I was like, all right, give me, you know, give me at least 48 hours. I will have this money. And within 48 hours, I had that money. And this has happened numerous times in our relationship. And she's like, you just have this uncanny ability to find money. Well, that goes back to work at and solidifying what I was saying yeah. earlier. I know deep down in my heart that I can outwork anybody and I can earn. I just have to find the right opportunity. And I don't usually say no to opportunity, even if, I mean, if it doesn't say there's a stupid opportunity, you know, like go jump in this, this shark yeah. tank you know 50 bucks no but <laughs> i'll um when it comes to not really get rich quick schemes but making money and it makes sense it just takes hard work and it, it a lot of people notice that and won't do it because they don't want to put in the effort i will not only put in the effort but i'll put in double so i can make it happen fast uh i will i will hyper fixate yeah. on one thing and get it done you know the the other thing i was getting at with with the family is staying positive i was fortunately yeah. born with a very sunny disposition i am able to find the good in every bad situation for example like i was telling you with uh the one company that took 20 grand from i learned a twenty thousand dollar lesson that is like you said paying dividends over and over and over and over again so did I really lose 20 grand or did I just not get what I paid for, but instead I got something else and something better, Yeah, you know? And, and that's, and that's also one of the reasons I won't say who these people are, or who these companies are, because I'm not in the game of trashing people, yeah. you know, and I did get something out of it. Turning that loss into a lesson. Yeah. And like you yeah. paying the dividends. Absolutely. And I guess that's what it's all about too. You can, you get what you focus on. And if you, all you did was focus on the bad, that's probably what would keep happening, Harry. Hey? Well, yeah, law of attractions, man. If you think negative, act negative. Negative things are bound to hit you in the face. But if you think positive, act positive, you're able to sidestep a lot of the negativity. And, you know, you, you're looking at these opportunities. If you're not jumping on just about every opportunity, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah, not all of them are going to pan out, but a lot of them will. And that's why you see people with, you know, three restaurant franchises, two home improvement franchises, their own embroidery company. They had opportunities that popped up. Yeah. It may have been the right time, may not have been the right time. They jumped on them, you know? And then you have the person next to us looking at them saying, must be nice. My least yeah. favorite phrase out there, must be nice, really yeah. takes out all the hard work that I put in and just makes everybody think that I was given to me. And it wasn't, you yeah. know? It's not all sunshine and rainbow. You know, it's more that like good a hurricane. Must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to sift yeah. through a lot of shit, and then you see a little inkling of sun, and you're like, all right, there's my hope, and then more shit, and then bam, it's a sunny day. However, you're in the eye of the hurricane. You're not through the hurricane. You see, you got to go through the, the next wall of the hurricane to get to the real sunny day. So you got to be able to really sift through the shit to get to a bright and positive future however how many hurricanes do we have a year five seven ten you know you're gonna yeah. have more but that's yeah. more or less you're leveling up 
your next yep. hurricane is going to be much worse than this hurricane, but you're much better prepared for it because of this hurricane. Dave, where can people find you, mate? How can they connect with you? Well, I'm just about everywhere. You know, you can find me on social media. You know, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. I'm still on MySpace. <laughs> I'm on Physically, you can find me right now. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. I reside up in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, you can catch me in Wisconsin. You can catch me in Atlanta. Those are all my locations. Down the road, you may be able to catch me nationwide. Who knows? Um, th- those are the plans. Beautiful. People search for Dave Martin on Facebook. They'll, they'll be able to find you yeah, no it's matter which such state an you're uncommon in. Name. It's such an uncommon name. And you're going <laughs> to yeah. have like three people show up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also search my alter ego on Facebook, which is Rupert Martinez. Uh, that's just the account I use every time I go to Facebook prison for spreading the truth. Which is often. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad, you've been fantastic, mate. Thank you so much for sharing some time. Um, Absolutely. And for everyone at home, uh, look out to the next episode. Any final words, Dad? No, go out there and kick ass. You know, uh, if anything... Just work your ass off. Work harder than anybody else, and you're bound to get it. You know, it's going to click eventually. Don't give up. Awesome. That's a great night to finish off. Thank you so much, my man, and stay tuned for the next episode. Sounds good, man.